Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. So, terrible news. Biden's wrecking ball, Biden doing this, Biden doing that, the Republicans doing nothing. The hate from the minorities in the country, particularly one minority beating people up and being put on a pedestal every day like they're God Almighty. I I can't take it anymore. So how about some comedy to, to begin this podcast? So there was just a war now in the Middle East triggered by Biden, which I predicted, by the way, that within three months, four months, there'd be war. And there was. That's the Democrat playbook. How did the war start? I was supposed to do jokes, but I'll save the war for another time. What do you think the war between Hamas and Israel came out of nowhere? Why was there peace under Trump? Why? Because Trump got the Arabs and Jews to sit down together. Now, this is even while... This is even while he moved the embassy to Jerusalem, a highly contested move. There was no war. Why was there war all of a sudden under Biden? Why? Because Biden sent money to Iran. Kerry started the new Iran thing again all over again, funneling money to Iran. So Iran took the money and do what they do, the holy bastards. The holy bastards in Iran took the money that the United States gave them with our tax money. This is supposed to be comedy. And built more missiles, sent them to Hamas, smuggled them into uh, Gaza. And what did they do? The holy, the holy folks in Gaza, the poor oppressed folks in Gaza, they launched rockets onto Israel. They used the pretext of the Al-Aqsa Mosque, which, by the way, is built on the rubble of the original Jewish temple. But I wouldn't expect most ignoramuses to even know what that is. So I have friends who are not Jewish, who are ex-military guys, who have a great sense of humor. So they try to turn this horror into some kind of humor. 
to support the Jewish people after occasional cortex and Ilhan Omar and the other anti-Semitic, anti-American vermin triggered attacks on Jews in America. So they said, did you know, years ago there was a time that the Jewish people who made up only 2% of the U.S. population made up 50% of the famous comedians. You probably don't even know the names anymore. Interestingly enough, I heard some of them live. Buddy Hackett, Sid Caesar, Jackie Mason, he's still around. Woody Allen's still around. Lenny Bruce, I saw him live once in the Village Vanguard. Jerry Lewis, one of the great geniuses. Alan King, Mel Brooks, Phil Silvers. Now, the beautiful part, there was not one single dirty swear word in all of their comedy. Maybe you heard some of these, but let's start with some lightness. How's that? So they sent me this. Here's a few examples of the great comedy of those days. I just got back from a pleasure trip. I took my mother-in-law to the airport. I've been in love with the same woman for 49 years. If my wife ever finds out, she'll kill me. What are three words a woman never wants to hear when she's making love? Honey, I'm home. (laughs) Someone stole all my credit cards, but I won't be reporting it. The thief spends less than my wife did. (laughs) You got to understand how revolutionary and funny these were in the 1950s. They were all misogynistic, but the women laughed. How come the women laughed at the jokes more than the men? Here's another one. We always hold hands. If I let go, she shops. My wife and I went back to the hotel where we spent that wedding night. Only this time I stayed in the bathroom and cried. <laughs> God. <laughs> My wife and I went to a hotel where we got a waterbed. My wife called it the Dead Sea. She was the beauty shop for two hours. That was only for the estimate. She got a mud pack and looked great for two days. Then the mud fell off. The doctor gave a man six months to live. The man couldn't pay his bill, so the doctor gave him another six months. <laughs> the doctor called Mrs. Cohen saying, Mrs. Cohen, your check came back. Mrs. Cohen answered, so did my arthritis. <laughs> doctor, you'll live to be 60. Patient, I am 60. Doctor, see, what did I tell you? <laughs> Patient, I have a ringing in my ears. Doctor, don't answer it. A drunk was in front of a judge. The judge says, you've been brought here for drinking. The drunk says, okay, let's get started. (laughs) Why do Jewish divorces cost so much? Because they're worth it. (laughs) The Harvard School of Medicine did a study of why Jewish women like Chinese food so much. The study revealed that this is due to the fact that wonton spelled backwards is not now. So most of these jokes are about no sex, spending too money, hairdos. They're funny in a way. I don't know. The women laughed. I remember growing up watching the women in these hotels, listening to some of this stuff. They would laugh and laugh and laugh. They'd laugh at themselves. How come no one can laugh at themselves anymore? Here's another one. There's a big controversy on the Jewish view of when life begins. In Jewish tradition, the fetus is not considered viable until it graduates from medical school. (laughs) See, that's when a doctor was revered in America. Today, do you see what the doctors have become, where they're bringing them in from? Have you seen what comes in, what's in the hospital now when you go in? Question, why don't Jewish mothers drink? Answer, alcohol interferes with their suffering. <laughs> oh, God, that's terrible. <laughs> Question, why do Jewish mothers make great parole officers? Answer, they never let anyone finish a sentence. <laughs> uh, let's see. 
I think we're almost finished now. A Jewish boy comes home from school and tells his mother he has a part in the play. She asks, what part is it? Boy says, I play the part of the Jewish husband. The mother scowls and says, go back and tell the teacher you want a speaking part. Can you imagine anyone telling jokes like this today, how good these are? How many Jewish mothers does it take to change a light bulb? Answer, sigh. Ah, don't bother. I'll sit in the dark. I don't want to be a nuisance to anybody. <laughs> Did you hear about the bummer walked up to the Jewish mother on the street and said, lady, I haven't eaten in three days. Force yourself, she replied. <laughs> oh, God. Question, what's the difference between a Rottweiler and a Jewish mother? Answer, eventually the Rottweiler lets go. Okay, here's the last one. Why are Jewish men circumcised? Answer, because Jewish women don't like anything that isn't 20% off. Oh, that's so bad. You couldn't tell these jokes today. I hope you're not offended. I hope you had a little smile and a little laugh in these horrible times. So this is something you got to imagine. Folks, listen to this. So these jokes are, I don't know, maybe you found them funny. I found some of them hilarious. I actually never heard any of them. I remember the women laughing at them. I just spoke with my sister who's a little older than me, and she grew up during this era, and she's as tough as they come. But she laughed at these jokes. She didn't find them insulting. So she said, do you remember that in those days, in those big nightclubs, like in the Concord Hotel in the Catskill Mountains, you're talking about a, a club that sat 500 people. She said they had knockers on the tables. I said, what's a knocker? I mean, you know, knocker to me meant a woman's breasts. She had big knockers. No. She said, no, they had knockers on the tables. I said, what were those? She said, well, so people didn't have to clap at the jokes. They had a long stick with a ball on it that you banged on the table. I said, what was the point of that? So she said, think about it. She said, they could hold a drink in one hand and bang the table with the knocker instead of... Uh, clapping so they could keep drinking i said well, who came up with that one what a clever thing that was so knockers i never even knew about it honest to god i'll have to look it up now and see what they look like but the point is is that my mother laughed at these jokes and she was a tough woman my sister laughed at the jokes even when she was a young woman she laughed at them she said she didn't take it as insulting what happened to the humor in this country where did it go i don't know who do you blame for it i don't know all I know is I hope you had a good laugh today. We'll move on in a minute on the Savage Nation podcast. Michael Savage, a host like no other. And now we'll move on to something more tragic than comedy. That's a little, they consider it everything under the sun that's wrong with America today if I read that. Here's something tragic that uh, the same group of uh, war veterans who liked me sent me. It's a letter to President Biden that says, we're moving to Mexico with the grandkids, so I wrote to the White House. This is not comedy, unfortunately. Biden and his Homeland Security Secretary, Mayorkas, I don't know where they got that one from, have melted the border down. They're destroying ICE. They're making it easier for every city to become a sanctuary city so rapists, murderers, and drug dealers can stay in America and do their bidding. This is not funny. Dear President Biden, I'm planning to move to Mexico, and I would like to ask you to assist me. I'm planning to simply walk across the border from the United States into Mexico, and I'll need your help to make a few arrangements. I plan to skip all the legal stuff, you know, like visas, passports, immigration quotas, and laws. I'm sure they handle those things the same way you do here. So would you mind telling your buddy, the Mexican president, that I'm on my way down 
please let him know that I'll be expecting the following when I get to Mexico. One, free medical care. Two, English-speaking government bureaucrats for all services I might need, whether I use them or not. Three, please print all Mexican government forms in English. Four, I want my grandkids to be taught Spanish by English-speaking bilingual teachers. Five, tell their schools they need to include classes on American culture and history. Six, I want my grandkids to see the American flag on one of the flagpoles at their school. Seven, please plan to feed my grandkids at school for both breakfast and lunch for free. Eight, I will need a local Mexican driver's license so I can get easy access to government services and be able to vote. Nine, I do plan to get a car and drive to Mexico, but I don't plan to put the car on insurance, and I probably won't make any special effort to learn local traffic laws. Ten, in case one of the Mexican police officers does not get the memo from their president to leave me alone, please be sure that every patrol car has at least one English-speaking officer. Eleven, I plan to fly the U.S. flag from my housetop, put U.S. flag decals on my car, and have a gigantic celebration on July 4th. I do not want any complaints or negative comments from the locals. 12. I would like also to have a nice job without paying any taxes or have any labor or tax laws enforced on any business I may start. 13. Please have the president tell all the Mexican people to be extremely nice and never say critical things about me or my family or about the strain we might place on their economy. 14. I want to receive free food stamps. 15. Naturally, I'll expect free rent subsidies. 16, I'll need income tax credits, so although I don't pay Mexican taxes, I'll receive money from the government. 17, please arrange it so that the Mexican government pays $4,500 to help me buy a new car. 18, oh yes, I almost forgot. Please enroll me free into the Mexican Social Security Program so that I'll get a monthly income in retirement. I know this is an easy request because you already do all these things for all those people who come to the U.S. from Mexico. I'm sure that the Mexican president won't mind returning the favor if you ask him nicely. Thank you so much for your kind help, Mr. Biden. You're the man. Come on, man. It would be funny if it wasn't funny. That came to me. It's called We're Moving to Mexico with the Grandkids. So I wrote this to the White House. And by the way, I admire the Mexican people that I know here in America. And I'm not just saying it you know, like a homily. They're actually the hardest working people I know. Unfortunately, we have the sickest government in the history of the world. This is the Savage Nation podcast. The Savage Nation. It's savage on demand. And now we go to news and coffee of the day. The news is not as funny as the jokes, uh, nor as sarcastic as the piece, my grandkids are moving to Mexico. Here's a story. I don't know if it's true. It says Democrats are getting increasingly nervous about woke culture. Analysts say James Carville says wokeness is a problem and everyone knows it. I wish this was true. I really don't believe it. I think they've rigged the voting machines and they have so many illegal aliens. They could do whatever the hell they want. And Times contributor says is wokeness kryptonite for Democrats. It says, most surveys are showing that most people are against the more radical campaigns, such as efforts to defund the police, twist traditional gender norms. You think it's going to matter? Do you really think with them having so many millions of illegal aliens and them having, uh, you know, tricked out the voting world, do you actually think so? 
I don't know. I mean, I wish this were true, that we really had a putative democracy left in this country. I don't believe a word of it. I think it's just a, a throwing a bone to the centrist Democrats who they're afraid to lose a seat. The country's being run by the most radical anti-American Maoists I've ever seen. The only thing missing are the rounding up yet of the citizens who don't agree with them. So let's go to the news of the day. I'll start with the Drudge Report. Not again. Seven million Australians ordered into new COVID lockdown. Residents flee Melbourne. Oh, God. Public transit worker fatally shoots nine, then kills self at San Jose Rail Yard. You know about that story because he was white. And so it was immediately entered into the news and his picture shown everywhere. Need I say any more? Oh, look at this one. Biden to propose $6 trillion budget. What the hell? Let's just print money. My advisor on economy is an ex-bartender who worked for tips. My other advisor is Elizabeth Warren, who said, and who's the other one? Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, the millionaires and billionaires, the millionaires and billionaires. Biden proposed $6 trillion budget to boost middle class and infrastructure. Are you joking? How can you boost the middle class and infrastructure with money that's going to bankrupt the nation? The highest sustained levels of federal spending since World War II, while running deficits above $1.3 trillion throughout the next decade. Are you listening to this? Mr. Biden's two-part agenda. Two-part agenda. To upgrade the nation's infrastructure, that means to make sure that there's enough money to go around to the road builders and expand the social safety net. What does that mean? More welfare, in other words. How could increase the middle class when the money's going to come from the middle class. Do you understand this is insane? Oh, he's going to fund his agenda by raising taxes on corporations and high earners. Is that true? What do you think the corporations are going to do? In the meantime, the United States would run significant deficits as it borrows money to finance its plans. The federal budget deficit would hit $1.8 trillion in 2022. Really? Hmm. Total debt held by the public would be more than exceed the national value of economic output. The debt would increase the economic output. The debt would rise to 117% of the size of the economy in 2031. Do you understand what this means? By 2024, Biden's insane debt as a share of the economy would rise to its highest level in American history, eclipsing its World War II era record. Are you listening to this? And what are we going to get for us? What are we going to get for this? Affordable child care so the mothers can go out and, 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 and get cracked during the day. Universal pre-kindergarten so they could attack white children before they could even think. A national paid leave program so they can go to Disneyland. And a host of other initiatives. My friends, this is insane. But there's no Republican Party, so what's the point of complaining? Let's go to the other scandal sheet, the New York Post. Defund the police politician in New York City has his car stolen in broad daylight by children. By children. I love children. You ever see the size of the children in New York? They could shoot a machine gun, but they're children in New York. So the schmuck who's running on a campaign, a man of color, on defunding the police to appeal to the other morons, has his own car stolen in broad daylight by children. Here's a memo that they found from Bernie Sanders, the communist. It's in a book. It reveals uh, Bernie's hotel demands. Here's what this piece of garbage. This is the worst man in the history of America. This is a man 
who has poisoned the minds of millions of people by peddling communism. Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is a demanding hotel guest whose requirements would make even the most pampered celebrity blush, according to a new book called Battle for the Soul Inside the Democrats' Campaigns to Defeat Trump, author Edward Isaac Dovery. And so his own staff for the socialist communist bastard put together a Senator Comfort Memo detailing his specifications for each hotel stay in his travels, first reported by Fox News. Here's what this piece of garbage communist demands. Like all good communists, he wants suites with bathtubs and a king-size bed, quote, which had to have a down comforter or another blanket in the closet. The communist bastard preferred that the extra blanket be dark blue and made of cotton. Cotton, oh boy. Communist Sanders, Sanders the communist, 79, required that his room be kept at 60 degrees, even if it meant opening a window in winter, or manually overriding the hotel's climate control system. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. The author recounts an incident on a trip to California when a hotel worker tried and failed to get the room to the required temperature. The communist wrote the employee, so you don't want me to sleep tonight? He sounds like a Jewish mother now from my jokes the other day. You don't want me to sleep tonight? She tried a guilt trip on them. Uh, The book ends that Sanders would preserve his man of the people bona fides by turning down room upgrades, occasionally swapping with aides and telling them, if there's a bomb in there, it's yours tonight. The comfort memo from Bernie Sanders, the lying son of a gun, required that Bernie's hotel rooms be stocked with green tea with honey, Gatorade, and assorted nuts. Can I make a joke about assorted nuts? The communist also must fly in a private jet. How do you like that? How do you like that? Hmm. Sanders' office did not immediately return a request for comment. That, Like all communists, read Animal Farm, what else is new? Unfortunately, you can't be jailed in America for being a communist. So this is all over the news. Defund the police mayoral candidate dragged by thieves stealing his car amid Atlanta crime wave. <laughs> oh, it was in Atlanta. <laughs> Defund the police mayor with his hand up with the black power fist with tattoos on his neck. Look who's running for, for a mayor. He's got gang tattoos on his neck. He's got the fist up with the black power salute and his car is stolen. Isn't that nice? Unbelievable. Cuomo versus Cuomo. CNN host claims U.S. never considered COVID lab leak despite his reporting. Uh, what do you expect from garbage like that? What do you expect from a brain? Di- Forget it. Now, this is really sad. Despite the North Korean threat, the Biden Department of Justice is going to hand over a former Marine to be killed in North Korea. I, I can't even read this story. Manager ejected after he goes off on ump for ordering pitcher to remove hat. I'm really interested in baseball. How about Fauci the fraud with the big fake smile that, to me, him and Bernie Sanders should be deported. Lawmakers call for Dr. Fauci firing. He's either grossly incompetent or lying. He is a liar. He is a plant of big pharma. He was no good going back to the AIDS epidemic. I wasn't even radio when he was pushing AZT instead of telling people to alter their behavior and close down the bathhouses. So Biden fired the commander of the Space Force, Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Lohmeyer, was fired from the Space Force for calling out the growing Marxism in the military under Joe Biden. 
showing Biden. Biden. Let's go to Breitbart News Network. Maybe you've had enough already. U.S. miners rip Biden for ditching development of rare earth and critical minerals. He wants to import them from China. Did you know that? Do you know that that seems to me Biden is wholly owned by China? Something's wrong with this picture. Hmm. What else? Inflation nation. Prices continue to rise and rise. Reopening works. Reopening works, rather. Jobless claims and pandemic low. No kidding. Paul Ryan. Yeah, Paul Ryan. Remember him? The Wobbler says, conservatism is doomed if we trust Trump-style populism. The exact opposite is true. It's only Trump-style populism that'll save conservatism. Otherwise, it's not conservatism. It's democratism. What else? Ah, there's so much bad. Oh, here's a little one. Jewish men attacked on Las Vegas Strip. Oh, ho-hum. Triggered by who? Let's see. Occasional Cortex. Ayanna Presley. Ilhan Omar, the Hamas plant. UK City launches reparations project. That's in the United Kingdom. There's no England anymore. Nigeria, sadly, hundreds of Christians killed in the first four months of 2021 by the religion of pieces. Let's see what else. French humanitarian aid worker on trial for sexually abusing 24 boys. Who else goes into the business? Uh... Report, Biden's plan for a separate Jerusalem consulate for Palestinians is illegal. Oh, look, he's upside down and backwards. We had Alex Marlowe on the show last week, and uh, his book, Breaking the News, finally made it to the New York Times bestseller list. It exposes the establishment media's hidden deals and secret corruption. A lot of good it's going to do. Good, good book, but it's like my books. They're wonderful books. They're factual. They're referenced. And what does what good does it do when you have a corrupt nation with a corrupt voting machine and, and illegal aliens voting who don't know what they're voting for? A few more stories and I'm done here. I'm going to get that coffee finally. We'll go to michaelsavage.com. Watch the video. Michael talking about the Biden purges. Savage monologue from the last podcast. Biden purges Michael Savage and Mao's murderous revolution. New wolf killing laws trigger push to revive U.S. protections. You like wolves? Biden's DHS chief. Where did they get him from to expand sanctuary cities? Why? Why? Put two and two together. And it comes up white. Meanwhile, at the great company, Lockheed Martin, they put their executives through training to unlearn white male privilege when it was most of the it was mostly white males who were able to develop the airplanes and the other technology that are needed for our national defense. Why do you want them to unlearn white male privilege when it was the hard work and the studying and those given to succeed that have built up the ability to do these things? Are you people that crazy? More violence shown another another beatdown in another restaurant in America. And look, not a white nationalist woman doing it. That's as far as I can go. Deputies arrest women in Little Caesars attack that went viral. Watch the original video. Again, it was not a white nationalist doing the beating. Here's a white nationalist. Well, actually just a nut. He's white. San Jose shooting suspect Sam Cassidy. That you've all seen because he's white. A flight attendant had her teeth knocked out by a Southwest passenger. Can you believe what's going on in the airplanes today? Biden shut down the Trump administration probe into origins of COVID-19 in China. Of course he does. 
If you're doing business with China and you're getting, you know, a schmear job under the table, of course you shut down a probe into origins of COVID-19 in China. This is a, this is a man who is, I'm going to end with this one. It's really sickening. Biden hired a Jewish engagement director, a liberal that makes your socks catch fire. I call this type of Jew a Judenrat. They're the type of collaborator with the Nazis. So Biden hires a campaign, a campaign, a Jewish engagement director, and the first thing he says is he tells Jews to hide their Judaism, take off their Jewish stars, and take off their yarmulkes. It doesn't get any more capitulating than that. And that's so sad that I need a cup of coffee. This is the Savage Nation. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. And now we move to something very special for you. We go back to August of 2019. We go into the Savage Library, where I discuss an article about the silence from the media. What's new about that? And Congress. What's new about that? Stemming from Savage's ban from entering Britain. But their outrage when Israel refuses... Representatives Omar and Tilab travel to Israel. Why is that still important today? Why don't you listen and decide for yourself? Talk radio is largely about politics, especially in this hyperpolitical time. Aaron Klein approached me from Breitbart last week, and he said, I want to write an article about the corporate media's collective freakout regarding Israel's decision to deny entry to anti-American reps Elon Omar, D. Min, and Rashida Tlaib D. Michigan, while saying nothing about the UK's ban on Michael Savage, who he calls a talk radio legend and New York Times bestselling author. And he said this is another example of how the press has no, uh, sorry, no standards. So the article came out a few minutes before the show, and they put it up on Breitbart. It's the number one article on Breitbart because people still do understand it. Unfortunately, many people don't understand why this is still important. Do I really care whether I go to England or not? No. The answer is I don't need to go to England for any particular reason except to visit my plant specimens and make sure they're organized properly. It's one of the seven museums around the world that has my rare collections. But that's not the point. The point is if they can ban me for what I said or didn't say, they can ban you. And if they can ban you, you could be banned in the EU. If they could be banned in the EU, they can ban you in this country when the Democrats take control, whatever time that may be in the future. And it will happen. It will happen. Make no mistake about it. The communist movement is on the march. They've got the moronic, drug-addicted, sex-addicted youth on their side. And it's only a matter of time until this nation falls into a thousand years of darkness. When that darkness falls upon this nation, they could deport people from this nation for their political beliefs, which is why my being banned in Britain is such a damn big deal to everyone in this country. And I am shocked that the fake conservatives in the media say nothing about it. Where's the great Tucker Carlson? Tucker Carlson. For years, he was a left wing fanatic on NPR with a bow tie. You remember that? You forgot his years. You forgot when he was a left winger. Now, all of a sudden, he's the darling of the conservative movement. The man is a naked opportunist who steals half his ideas from my show. Everybody knows that. When has he last mentioned this story? Never. Because what you still don't understand is that this is a business. Many of you listen to talk radio because you think it's a cause. And it should be a cause. And it is a cause. It's been a cause for me from the day I began. And maybe for some others here and there. But if we are not going to talk about an issue as big as this, what are we going to talk about? Selling you T-shirts? 
or things of that nature. Is that a big deal? Is that a big deal about banning a person for something he didn't even say? Doesn't that affect you? So what I'm going to do is tell you it does affect you because it will affect you. It will affect you if this communist Bernie Sanders, he won't win, but he has brainwashed an entire generation. He has poisoned the mind of millions of youth who do not know what communism actually is. He is a naked communist, a very dangerous naked communist. He always has been. And uh, he has called for the registry of federal law enforcement officers that he doesn't like. He has called for cutting the prison population in half and releasing the prisoners into the streets of America. He wants any incarcerated felon, including the Boston Marathon bomber and those convicted of sexual assault, the right to vote. Uh, On the Sanders initiative, three strikes laws would be erased from the books. Solitary confinement would be eliminated in America. He would open up drug injection sites and needle exchanges in every city, town and county in this country. He would support pilot programs for supervised drug injection sites, which will not reduce drug overdose deaths. It will just spread the use of drugs. This man is the most dangerous man in political history. And if a man like that has poisoned the mind of occasional cortex and others and they're on the rise, you're telling me if they ever gain major national power, they wouldn't reach the point where they start deporting American citizens whose politics they don't like? Yes, they would. And that brings us right back to why the article in Breitbart is so important. Exclusive Michael Savage slams media silence over his UK ban amid Omar T-Lab uproar. Now, as you may know, last week, the Israelis uh, banned or barred these two anti-American louts from visiting the Jewish state. And they did so because they don't invite people who want to destroy them into their country. Would you invite someone who wants to destroy you into your house or you left wing phonies? Let's say there are people out there who hate you and want to destroy you. you invite them over for dinner. Do You understand what I'm saying to you now? Counter that with me. I never said I hate anyone in Britain ever. As a matter of fact, the opposite is true. The opposite is true because I have actually supported Britain. I have lauded Britain. I am an Anglophile. I have lauded the things that the British have given the world. And yet I was banned, unlike these two evil anti-Americans. So then T-Lab, the front for the Muslim sisterhood, in my opinion, then says she wants Israel to allow her into the West Bank to visit her 90-year-old grandmother, a request the Israeli government swiftly granted on humanitarian grounds. But then she said, I'm not going to visit my relatives. So it wasn't about her grandmother, was it? Was it ever really about her grandmother? No, not at all. Because as Breitbart News has uncovered, the group that had organized Omar and Tilab's trip to embarrass Israel and America is run by none other than the Palestinian extremist and terrorist-loving Israel boycott defender Hanan Aswari, who's been around since Yasser Arafat's days. That's who's behind this movement on the colleges. So they asked me what I thought, and here's what Savage said. Maybe if I said I wanted to visit my grandmother, the UK would let me in, quipped Savage, who was barred from Britain in 09, along with radical Islamic terrorists and neo-Nazis for reasons never justified. Under the Gordon Brown administration, then-Home Secretary Jackie Smith added Savage to the ban list, but never specified which of Savage's comments prompted the ban. 
It remains unclear whether Jackie Smith has ever actually listened to Savage's longtime nationally syndicated broadcast. Savage continued in his quotes. He said, T-Lab is a known Jew-hating, Israel-hating, America-hating, Palestinian radical. I have only the utmost respect for the English people and their great traditions. I never threatened to fire up crowds, Savage continued. I am not a front for the Muslim sisterhood. I am not someone who hates Britain. I am an American patriot. Asked if the difference in media coverage between his and T-Lab's ban exposes a double standard, Savage bluntly replied, they have no standards. Nonetheless, Savage, with the help of his longtime attorney, Daniel Horowitz, have petitioned recently minted Prime Minister Boris Johnson to lift the ban on him. Horowitz wrote in a letter to Johnson early this month, the ban has stood in place for a decade. Now is the time to lift the ban and take a stand for the rights of free speech that have come under assault in the land of the Magna Carta, Horowitz wrote. Boris Johnson, then serving as mayor of London, opposing barring Savage, opposed barring Savage from entering the country then, calling it utterly demented. In 2017, the radio host launched a petition asking President Donald Trump to lobby the UK to end the ban. The petition garnered thousands of signatures from loyal Michael Savage fans from across the U.S. Sadly, I must say, Donald Trump has never responded to this request. Okay, if you care to comment on this and understand how big this is and how it's not about one man, but it's about a much bigger principle. Again, we invite you to call the Savage Nation. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about the cyanide bombs used to kill animals, how it was uh, reversed by Donald Trump because of me and my audience. I want to talk about the sick Marxist Bernie Sanders going to war against, quote, white nationalists when I said on my... Did you hear what I said on my, on my um, Twitter feed when I read that? When I read that Sanders tweets, my father's whole family was wiped out by Hitler... And when I become president, I'm going to fight the white nationalist movement. Here's what I wrote. Bastard Sanders says he will go to war against the white nationalism because Hitler wiped out his Polish ancestors. Sick, lying Marxists should thank the white nationalists lying in military cemeteries who defeated Hitler. And I stand by those words. Every man who died in battle was there because they were defending America. You want to call them white nationalists, Bernie? You are a naked, filthy, disgusting communist Bolshevik from hell. Now, you're lucky I'm not in power, Bernie, because I would definitely like to look into your background. I know you were in the Soviet Union. I know you lauded the Marxist government. I know you lauded the Castro brothers. I know that you're an all-around evil man, Bernie. But you see, we live in a democracy where even low-life, anti-American, lazy bums like you can run for the presidency. We're also going to talk about the uh, fascist protests in Portland and how Antifa really is the far movement. They're not the Antifa. I'll be right back. Home of Borders. Language. Culture. The Savage Nation. I mean, I think it's really important to understand Israel as a racist state uh, and that they would uh, deny um, Palestinians like my grandmother access to a vaccine, that they don't believe that she's an equal human being that deserves to live, deserves to be able to be protected by this global pandemic. Um, and, and it's really hard to watch as this apartheid state continues to uh, deny their own neighbors, uh, the people that breathe the same air they breathe. Now, you just heard one of the haters of the squid, T-Lab, a vicious, disgusting human being. But why is the media promoting T-Lab uh, from being banned from entering Israel when she's such a hater? Of course they should ban her. But they ignored my being banned from Britain? What does that tell you? What does today's Republican National Committee stand for anymore? 
Uh, nothing. I asked, how would your life change if the Dems win? Well, look around you. You'll see. There's a lot of callers here. Here's a caller who was shocked by how London keeps getting worse. And then I uh, called for the FBI to step in to take control of San Francisco to straighten out of the control liberal policies. Good luck. I then explained that the wearing of burqas is not even written in the Quran. You don't know that. Then there's the story on TLAB being banned from entering Israel. It's still very relevant. They made it into a huge story. But when I was banned from entering Britain, not one word from the vermin in the media, including the great, great American on Fox News. And then I explained who was Antifa. Listen and enjoy this golden oldie on the Savage Nation podcast. Thanks for listening. So let me ask you a question. Why is the media promoting the political stunt of the two Muslim haters, T-Lab and Omar, but ignoring the fact that I am banned in Britain? Can you see the difference between the two bands, or is there some overlap? Should there be limits on free speech? Well, there already are limits on free speech in this country. But I must remind you that these limits are severely watched and observed by those in talk radio. We never call for deaths of anyone. We never call for violence, for example. We know that. Do you believe England's policies regarding Muslim refugees has helped to hurt their nation? Which civilization is more free, Britain's or Israel's? I think about that one. And why would a refugee in England have more rights than someone from a free nation like ours? Do you know that there are Muslims in England calling for the death of the queen and they don't throw them out of the country? Are you aware of that? Do you understand Britain has been taken over and literally is an occupied nation and they're running scared from the population of immigrants that they let in initially for labor? Initially, it was Pakistanis largely that were let into the country to do menial labor. Do you know that? And it turned into a nation that is now afraid of its own immigrant population. If you think we're very far behind with our own immigrants, you're mistaken. We're only a few ticks away from that one. But um, I want your answers on this or the topics that may interest you. What is the number one thing bothering you about the government, the nation, the news cycle, or whatever today? What topic do you feel is the most important? If you're not interested in these topics, then I'm going to avoid politics today, and I will do something else entirely. I will either talk about, I will start reading. I think I'll filibuster my own show. If I read you a story as important as this and you don't care, you're so jaded that you don't care because your brains have been washed. I don't understand if there's even a conservative movement left in the country. Was there ever a conservative movement in America? What did it stand for? Let's see. It stood for small government. We now have the biggest government in modern history. It stood for what? Uh, controlling the budget. We now have a budget that's been blown through the, uh, through the stratosphere. They have nothing to say about that. So what does the conservative movement stand for? Don't give me the homilies about the Constitution. That's an esoteric statement that has almost no meaning right now. Originally, the conservative movement stood for what? It stood for smaller government, limited government, right? And fiscal conservatism. Where did all of that go? Well, why are you not saying anything about it? Why are you not lobbying the Republican Party to stop being nothing but a gigantic New World Order? Or what shall I say? Scam? What is it? What does the RNC stand for? What the hell does the Republican Party stand for today? Tell me what their principles are. Oh, I see. They're against socialism. That's all very good. What does that mean? What is socialism? Why, it's big government, high taxes, and out-of-control spending to begin with, isn't it? So tell me how the big government, out-of-control spending of the Republicans is much different than the big government, out-of-control spending of the mainstream Democrats. Do you actually think that if 
um, whatever his name is, Biden, he's a front man. If Biden won or the, the hag from Harvard won, do you actually think that this government would change that much? The words would change. The rhetoric would change. But what would actually change in terms of your life? How would your life change if Biden won? Have you thought about that other than the scare tactics of the gangsters in the Republican Party? Tell me what would really happen to you. Think about that one. Savage slams media over his UK ban amid Omar T-Lab uproar. Trump hears savage and stops cyanide bombs to kill animals. Sick Marxist Bernie Sanders wants to go to war against, quote, white nationalism. And of course, the Antifa protests in Portland. Why has this government not yet named Antifa a terrorist group and arrested the leadership? Let's begin in Las Vegas, where Wendy is listening on line one. Wendy, what's your topic? Hi, Dr. Savage. How are you? What's up? Dr. Savage, I have been to London three times in the last 10 years. And each time, just when you think you cannot be shocked anymore, you're shocked 10 times worse. What happens? Outraged to hear that liberal Baghdad London, which is what it's turned into over these last 10 years, is banning you. It's an outrage. And I think President Trump... But when you say that you went there three times and it gets more shocking each time, in what way does it get more shocking? Well, the first time I was kind of surprised at all the diversity. I'm born and raised in New York City. Wait, wait, don't say the word diversity. That's a that's a communistic front word for what you really mean. Speak to me in New Yorkese. What do you mean? What do you actually see? Don't say the word diversity. Okay. The second and third time that we went, literally, when you're walking in the streets of London, all you see are a sea of black ghosts. These women are tripping over their feet in these two long burkas that don't fit. They bump into you. It's just, it's filthy. It's dirty. There's oh, urine wow. in the street. Oh, you can't notice that. That, that. Watch out. You'll get banned from entering England. <laughs> I'm outraged that you're banned, Dr. Savage. It's an outrage. In well, I've been outraged for 10 years, but what I'm more outraged by is that there's no media coverage except in Breitbart. Why don't you hear about this? You hear all about T-Lab and Omar not going to Israel like that's a big loss for them. I never said anything negative about England. They say negative things about Israel all the time, so I don't blame Israel for banning them. On the other hand, I've supported Anglo England. I'm an Anglophile, not an Anglophobe. And yet they won't let me in. There are people in England, Muslims, who hate the Queen, hate England, hate the law of England, and they don't throw them out. Go figure that one out. Of course. Of course. I agree with you completely, and it's very sad. California, Lee, line four. What's your topic today? Go ahead, please. Dr. Savage, what I'm seeing is, is this is a little bigger than just banning you. I think they didn't want you over there for the first place because of the presence that you bring with you with your wisdom. They don't want anybody looking behind the scenes back over there. So they came up with what I believe to be the cover story of potential racism or whatever garbage story they've, they've done to keep you from giving over there. They don't want you over there because they're afraid of what you might discover. That's my opinion. Well, I don't think they're hiding what they've become. I think that they're uh, pretty clearly been colonized. Their own country has been colonized by their immigrants. It's quite an interesting observation, isn't it? England is literally a colony of people they invited in as workers who have now taken over their country. Oh, yes, on the face of it, you have the bluster and in Parliament, but they're not really running the country. The streets are where you see the country and how it's being run. Isn't it true? Thank you, Lee. It's like in New York. Who's actually running New York? Are, it the, are, are the taxpayers running New York? Are the taxpayers running San Francisco? I'm one of the principal taxpayers in the state of California. I had a friend email me saying that they went to the city and a bum dropped his pants in front of the woman 
and defecated right in front of the woman's shoes. And the man could not do anything to the bum. Because if the man had done what a man should do to a man who does that, the man protecting the woman would have been arrested. So you tell me who's running the cities when you've got filthy, degenerate people lower than animals allowed to roam the streets and do things that even an animal would not do. Even an animal would go to the curb to relieve themselves. Even an animal has an instinct to go into a bush to relieve themselves. In San Francisco, the human animals who have taken over the streets have fallen lower, lower, I say, than most animals in that city. Did you hear the story about the woman last week that I told you about who was almost beaten to death outside of her apartment? The judge released the man two days after he was arrested. Who was the dirty judge? Who appointed the dirty judge? Jerry Brown appointed the judge. And what did the judge say? Oh, I didn't see the videotape of the bum, the homeless bum, grabbing the woman outside of her apartment. I didn't see it. But now that I saw it, I'll put him on an ankle bracelet. The police said that's not enough, Miss Judge. That man should be put away for a long time. He is going to kill somebody. Why is the judge not fired? Why has the judge not been pushed out to traffic court? Why? Because this is the most corrupt city in the United States of America. We need an FBI strike force to come in and take over San Francisco and give us a government of the people by the people and for the people, mainly to give us law and order. We have no order and we have no law. All we have is anarchy in the city. And that is a result of liberalism, the mental disorder. Tampa, Florida. Vince, line eight. Go ahead, please. What's your topic? Uh, I was just uh, I just caught what you were saying about London. Um, I'm, I'm a U.S. serviceman. I was stationed in England for three years. So I know what's going on in England. However... Yesterday, I flew from Munich, and I had spent the day in Munich the day prior, and it's just as bad in Germany as it is in England. When you say just as bad, in what way, please? Be specific. Don't worry about it. I'm not a commanding officer who's going to admonish you. You have free speech in this country. You have free speech on the Savage Nation. What do you mean by it's just as bad? Well, the United States is going to get overrun with Muslims, too, because... Oh, but the Muslims come here. They're all peace loving. They don't want to take over the country. They're bringing a beautiful, advanced civilization. They put their women in burqas where only a slits in their eyes show. Isn't that an advanced form of femininity? Isn't that something we should embrace is covering the woman from head to toe? Well, no, because most countries on earth ban the burqa. And by the way, the burqa is not even in the Quran. Did you know that? No, I didn't. It's not in the Quran. It's not part of Islam. It's part of a politicization of Islam by radicals in Islam in the last number of years who have, let's say, in the last hundred years. It's not in the Quran. Modern Muslim women don't cover their, their bodies and their eyes. Okay, I, I, you know, it's like talking to myself most of the time. People assume that when you see women dressed like that in black tents, on a hot day that this is part of their culture and say, oh, well, they're entitled to it. Oh, I believe in freedom. No, it's not part of their culture. It's part of their cultural appropriation, number one. And number two, it's part of their attempt to intimidate you with their outfits. There are many people who are frightened by women walking around with their bodies and heads covered and only their eyes showing. And rightly so, because there have been numerous terrorist acts by men and women Hiding in burkas with explosives underneath their, their, uh, their, their cloaks. You're saying I'm making it up? Check it out and you'll see I'm not making it up. There are countries in Europe, advanced nations, who have banned 
this body covering for very good reason. But let's get back to the disreputable T-Lab and Omar, these two disreputable congresswomen who hate Jews, hate Israel, associate with those who hate Jews in Israel, naked anti-Semites. They set up a stunt to go to Israel, knowing that Israel would reject their uh, uh, attempt to enter the nation because they were going there only to embarrass the nation and to attack the nation of Israel. No other reason. Then she switches it and says she wants to visit her poor ailing grandmother, who she hasn't seen in many years. So Israel says, okay, you can go visit the grandmother uh, on humanitarian grounds. And she says, no, I don't want to go see my grandmother because your, uh, your rules are too restrictive. So Israel called their bluff. And all of a sudden, she doesn't want to visit the sacred grandmother who said, may Donald Trump die or something like that. May God punish Donald Trump. So this is exactly what goes on in England and goes on in the European nations who are bent over backwards to the invasion that they invited upon themselves. And this nation at the same time is becoming lawless. Lawless. You've got a group called Antifa who are actually the fascists. Why do they wear masks? Why do they cover themselves in masks? Why do they hide? If Antifa is such a wonderful organization, why do they have to hide? If they commit so much violence, why are they not declared to be a dangerous organization, meaning domestic terrorists? Do you know Antifa is a revolutionary communist anarchist militia movement? Did you know that? Antifa is a revolutionary communist anarchist militia movement that wants to forcibly overthrow the United States government. They are responsible for street violence and street warfare not seen in the U.S. since the 1960s. And Antifa gained a new prominence after Obama. Now, who are they? They claim that they trace their roots back to those who oppose Nazi stormtroopers. However, it's very hard to distinguish between them and the socialist stormtroopers that they are. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed and learned something from it. And I want to remind you of something that I think is important for you to know. We have over 280 Savage Nation podcast episodes available to you absolutely free. I'll say that again. You can go back into this vast library of over 280 episodes and listen to any one of them or several of them at your leisure. So you never have to be without the Savage Nation. Thank you very much for listening.